Hello and good evening. This is Evangelist A.C. Gibson. Welcome to my podcast. On tonight's episode, we're going to be looking at the world will hate you. The world will hate you. We'll be coming out of John chapter 15, verse 18. John chapter 15, verse 18. But let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almost kind, dear gracious Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you for so many things, Father, dear Lord. You are so good. You are good to us, Father, dear Lord. You have sent your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins. He shed his blood so that we can be saved, so we can have eternal life. Dear God, we thank you for that. Thank you for all that you do, dear God. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit would be the teacher, would be the preacher, would be the speaker here tonight, Father, dear God, that you would help me, Father, dear God, to maybe touch and change lives, Father, dear God. If there's someone out there listening tonight and they're lost and they don't know you as their personal Savior, it's my prayer, Father, dear God, that they would call on you now, Father, dear Lord. And we thank you, dear God, for all that you do. I can't thank you enough. And and in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen and amen. The world will hate you. The world will hate you. John chapter 15, 18, it says, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. I'm going to back up here and read 18. I'm actually going to read 18 through 27 here. Just go ahead and get this whole thing in. And it, like I said, if the world hates you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, Therefore, the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is no greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will, notice that, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hateth me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, who I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. You know, I've said many times that I am not of this world. I'm just passing through on my way to my real home above. The moment I got saved, I became a citizen of heaven. Jesus is in me, and I am in him. John 15, 5, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him. The apostle Paul said in Ephesians 2, 6, 
And he hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now this means uh, we are brought into God's presence and into an intimate relationship with him. Upon salvation, we are raised to new life in Christ Jesus. We are resurrected into new life, resurrected from death and sin, resurrected to a spiritual life in Christ Jesus. This could only be accomplished because of the death and the resurrection of Christ. And because of what Christ has done and because of my acceptance, it is, it is as if I am already seated in heaven with him, and my reservation is set. My residence has changed. My condition is new. Amen. And I am now a, officially a citizen of heaven. Can I hear amen from someone out there tonight? Amen. That's good. You know, I love to think about that when I'm, uh, you know, you're having a bad day, just think about it. You're already seated in heaven, all right? You're just, you're just as good as already there, you know, and I'm in Christ and he's in me. And hey, this is a great thing. That ought to uplift your spirit right there. Now, what does this mean? Am I no longer a citizen of this world? No. I'm still a citizen here as well. And I am to show this world the Father. I'm to show them what Jesus has done for me and done. We are all to show them what he's done for us and share the gospel truth. If not, Jesus would just save us, then just carry us home as soon as we take a step of faith towards him and his salvation plan. But he doesn't. He leaves us here. He leaves us here for a reason. He leaves us here so we can be witnesses uh, to this world, this lost and dying world. witnesses for him to lead others to Christ. What is hate? Let's look at hate. Hate is intense or passionate dislike for someone or something. Hate is a feeling that can cause anger and resentful emotional response or uh, you know which can be used against people or ideas. Now, hatred is often associated with feelings of anger, disgust, and a disposition towards the source of hostility. We see that a lot today, don't we? Hate can be seen all over the globe today. Nations hating other nations, groups hating other groups, even neighbors hating neighbors. We hate because of the color of some people's skin. We hate because they do not dress or act like us. We hate because others have a better life than us. We hate because others tell us what to do. We hate because we do not like the truth. We hate because we fear the unknown. We hate because of our insecurities. We hate because we want a scapegoat. We hate because of the low self-esteem that we have. We hate people who have high expectations. We hate because of different views. We hate because of different opinions. We hate because of uh, because someone has a different perspective. We hate because someone has different beliefs. We hate because we can't deal with sadness. 
We hate because we lack empathy. And we hate because we lack self-compassion. Now, we often do not put ourselves in other people's shoes. And if we would listen more, we might hate less. Now, sinners hate hated Jesus because he is trying to change their lifestyle. So they hate so they hate is is his followers for the same reason. Now the Jews hated Jesus because he hung out with tax collectors and sinners. Jesus would Jesus was hated because he claimed to be God. Jesus was hated because he spoke the truth. Jesus was hated because he revealed the corruption and motives of those in high places in the temple. Jesus was hated because of his miracles that produced a great following. Some for the right reasons and some for the wrong reasons. Jesus was hated in his hometown of Nazareth. Jesus was hated because he was good to all that came to him and he did not sugarcoat his conversations with any. In fact, Jesus always went straight to the heart of the matter. Mark 10, 17, 22. The rich young man came to Jesus asking what he could do to have eternal life. Sad story here. I'm going to, let's go to that. Let's Mark chapter 10. And let's read uh, 17 through 22. Get that here in my Bible. Mark chapter 10, 17 through 22 says, And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running. Notice he was running and he kneeled to him. You know, when you first read this, it might sound like, hey, this is going to be really good. This guy's sincere, right? But see, he came to him running and he kneeled to him and he asked him. And he also said, he said, good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, notice this. I always thought this was strange when I first read this. Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. That always confused me. I'm like, Jesus, well, you're good. You know, but then it hit me. (laughs) Jesus is God. And this man should have recognized that. But he goes on in verse 19. He says, thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor thy father and mother. Verse 20, he says, And he answered and said unto him, Master, all of these have I observed from my youth. Man was kind of getting excited here for a moment. But then Jesus beholded him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing that thou lackest, Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. Notice the response here in verse 22. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. He had great possessions. Notice the man, like I said, he ran to Jesus and kneeled and asked Jesus what we know is the, is the 
most important question of all, how can I receive eternal life? Jesus said, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. The rich man called him good master. However, after Jesus said this, the rich man, if he had had his heart right, would have noticed that he was from God and that he was God. You see, he kneeled like he should. However, he did not recognize Jesus as the Son of God. Jesus went straight to his heart. Jesus always goes straight to the heart of the matter with, with people. Jesus knew that this man had plenty of money and possessions. And that is why he told him to sell and give to the poor and follow me. This man rejected eternal life because he had great possessions and money. This man was grieved when he walked away. And for sure, this probably turned into anger and hatred later. Just thinking about it. People don't want to give up their money. They don't want to give up their possessions. They don't want to give up. A lot of people don't want to give up their sin. I'm sure this rich man, that maybe later on in his life, he spoke about Jesus from that day forth. He spoke hatred. Mark 18.36 says, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Sounds like a good time to slide in that salvation call right here like I always do. Do not be like this rich man. <laughs> you know, I'm always going to make that salvation call. Do not be like this rich man who was face to face with the Savior and just walked away. Please accept Jesus now before it's... It's everlasting too late. Just call on Jesus. Admit that you're a sinner. Believe what he has done for you already by dying on the cross for the sins of mankind. Believe that, that his blood that was shed, that, that has covered the sins of the world. It's a free gift for the taking. It's free to us. It costs Jesus everything. But just take a step of faith and the blinders will come off, and you can experience the amazing grace only found in Christ Jesus. Now, Jesus was the only perfect man to walk this earth, and, and he was hated by many. Jesus came to die for us, to save us, and he never did any wrong. He never sinned, and he always did for others. And in the end, he was called a blasphemer, a false prophet, a false king. For years, I never understood how could someone be so good to people and be hated so much. For years, I just didn't understand. I, you know, you, I've read the Bible many times in my life. I just didn't understand. But sure, I understand people that didn't want to give up their sin. I understand that no matter how many miracles you do, some are just not going to believe. However, it makes sense now looking at the hatred we have today. I understand now that the hatred we have today, that, that it was probably the same kind of hatred they had then. It's a blinding hatred. People are blinded by their hatred so much that they can't see the truth. They can't see the truth that is right in front of them. The scribes and the Pharisees hated Jesus because he was a thorn in their side. He was throwing a monkey wrench in their program. 
He was messing up their personal agendas. They were taking full advantage of the weak, the old, the poor, the hungry, and the unknowing and unsuspecting Jews that trusted in their leaders to rule justly and look out for them. I can clearly see the, the same thing going on in our government today. I believe now that America, now that America, if we were to have good godly leaders and and good faithful men over the the past 50 years or so, you know, leading our country in the right way and following God, that we would not have as abortions, we would not have poverty, we would not have homelessness. There would be no racism, and America could help the whole world and lead them to Christ. Now, I'm not saying that all of this would completely be wiped out. Of course, there would be, uh, you know, there would be still some racism. There still would be homelessness. But, but boy, look at the difference that we could make. Like I said, I'm not saying this, this would all be wiped out completely and everything would just be perfect. However, I am convinced the world we live in today would be a much better place and not filled with so much hate. They hated Jesus, and it is certain that they hate us as followers of Christ. They hated Jesus then, and they hate him today. They hated his followers then, and they hate his followers today. Hey, let's take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Hello and uh, welcome back. Uh, I want to revisit what I said right before the break because I want want you to really understand that 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 what we have going on in our government today is 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 full of hatred and corruption. We know that, but and I said that I, I believe that that if, if America would have if we would have had good godly leaders, and we have had plenty of those, uh, I know, but. I mean, overall, the majority of them, if we would have been, uh, if this country could have been led by God uh, uh, and they would have surrendered and submitted to these good godly leaders that that, that we could have uh, over the over the last, you know, 50 or so years that that we would have not have all these abort, maybe that we would would have stopped all these abortions, that we would not have had as much poverty. You know, we I've seen recently how much money that we've uh, sent uh to other nations, and I understand how important some of that is, but I, I, I understand now all this money that we've wasted, all this money that we spend uh, on and give away, we could have we could have knocked out. There, there would be no ha- homelessness. There would be no poverty. We would not have uh, as much racism, like I said, here in America. And we could and we could really we could t- be so wealthy and so. Uh, good that we could really lead others to Christ and take care of the world and 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 you know and be the light that we need to be. Now, believe me, I do know that America is the light. We are the hope that people have, and other people flock to America because of uh, of what we have here and the freedoms and the liberties. But I, I see now 
looking at it is the older I get and the more I understand politics and, and different things that that we definitely could have it so much better. So much better. Now, I'm convinced, I said, the world we live in today, we would, it would be so much better in, in a place and not filled with so much hate. They hated Jesus, and it is certain that they will hate us as followers of Christ. They hated Jesus then, and they hate him today. They hated his followers then, and they hate his followers today. America has become the greatest Christian nation ever. America is the greatest Christian nation ever. And it is only because of God's great mercy and anointing He has placed on us. Now, God has blessed America to be a beacon of light to the rest of the world, to send missionaries out over the globe, to see the lost come to Christ. And America has been hated for this. Let's look at the hatred of the Jews. Anti-Semitism has been on the rise for years now and is also a great rise in hatred for Christians, which tells us that we are moving rapidly towards secular agendas. And we must be ready to face persecution. We must be ready to face abuse. We must be ready to face hostility. We must be ready and we must be ready to defend our faith until the end. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 22, And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that hateth endureth, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. We need to be prepared to endure until the end. Psalms 44, 7, But thou hast saved us from our enemies, and hast put them to shame that hated us. Psalms 18, 17, He delivered me from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. Psalms 18:40 Thou hast also given me the necks of mine enemies that I might destroy them that hate me. You see we're going to be hated. And sometimes God delivers us delivers us because of our enemies are too strong. And sometimes God gives us the strength to defeat them. But it's not in our own strength but in his. We can be sure that God will serve up true justice and all of our enemies will be defeated. But this does not negate the fact that we must be prepared. We must be prayed up. We must stay in God's word. We, we need to put on the whole armor of God daily. We need to be listening to God daily. We need to be listening to Him for, for direction because He knows our tomorrow. And He has the best battle plan. God always gives specific instructions for all battles, as He did with Joshua, as He did with Gideon, 
and as he did with King David. You see, it is certain we will be hated and battles are going to come. It's unavoidable. The spirit of the Antichrist is upon us and this spirit will only increase more and more. Just as John the Baptist was the forerunner for Christ, the spirit of the Antichrist will be the forerunner for the Antichrist, and the Bible teaches of great tribulation like never before. Our schools, our colleges, and, you, and our universities are pushing secular agendas and, re, and ridiculing students of faith. Our media has silenced all truth. Our judicial system has failed us. And our government has sold us out for money and power. America's headed in the wrong direction. And the only hope we have is Christ Jesus. War is being waged between secular progressives and traditional conservative Americans. A cultural war that will only get worse and increase in intensity. Bill O'Reilly has a book out about this very subject. It's the battle lines have been drawn and the final battle of good and evil love and hate and God versus Satan is coming soon. John 7, 7 says, The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Now this scripture is not saying we are not hated. We are not hated for being in this world. We are hated because of Christ's message that exposes man's sin. Now their hatred is really aimed at Christ and we are hated for presenting this message. John 3.20 for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. You see, Jesus is the true light. We are simply just the reflectors of this great light. So you see, this world will hate you. This world hated Jesus. And this world will hate us. Can you not see that what's going on around you? Can you not see all the hatred and the division that's in our world today? You probably hear me say this every week, but we're calling good evil and evil good. We're, 
We're being silenced. We're being ridiculed. And we know that many people throughout the Bible, many people throughout the years have been persecuted and even slain, became martyrs. And we know that this will one day happen again and it might be happening right here in America, right here in our streets. Are you prepared? Do you have hatred in your heart towards me just because of what I'm saying when I speak the truth? Do you hate Jesus because he spoke the truth and he went straight to the heart like he did with a rich young man? Do you hate someone because of the way they look? Do you hate someone because of the way they talk? Do you hate someone because they're different from you and their beliefs are different? Do you hate because you don't understand? Do you hate because you don't have what others have? Many people are confused today. They, they think the world should be handed to them instead of going out and working real hard, rolling up your sleeves and, and making something out of yourself and getting somewhere. They simply hate because others have things and they don't, but yet they're not willing to work for them. If you hate, if you have hatred in your heart right now, I, I beg and plead with you. The problem just may be that you need salvation. Maybe what you have going on right now is just simply not working. Maybe it's time for a change. Maybe it's time to, to sit back and and think and ponder hey maybe this guy maybe what he's saying is truth maybe I should maybe what he's saying is is real and maybe maybe I should just give it a try hey take a challenge hey, if you don't have a Bible like uh, you can go online, I'm sure, and find all kinds of scripture. And most people have Bibles on their iPhones now. And but I challenge you to to get it out and and, and perhaps maybe through the week, every evening, just get alone and call out to God and say, God, are you really there? Are you real? And just start reading His Word. I don't know, a seven-day challenge, a 14-day challenge, whatever you, uh, however long it takes, maybe. But I'm, I'm willing to bet maybe probably which, maybe the second day, maybe the first week, maybe the second week, that maybe something in that word might just jump off at the pages and grab a hold of you. The Bible teaches that His word won't come back void, so get in God's word and read it. Call out to Jesus right now. Stop the hate. 
Stop the madness. Get on your knees. Admit you're a sinner. Call out to God and just believe. Trust in Him. I've said many times, take that Roman road. Call out to Jesus as you, and, and ask Him to come into your heart to be king and rule in your life. Go buy you a Bible. I tell you, uh, for, for listeners out there right now, it's, it's a good idea to, to go get a Bible because uh, they may not be on the bookshelf much longer. You never know the way this world's changing. Hey, uh, if you'd have told me that people would be banned from Twitter and banned from this and and silenced and and that you know people would stop buying uh, and supporting uh, other businesses just because of their beliefs, I, I would tell you this is crazy. It's madness, but it's actually being revealed, being uh, presented, being being fulfilled right before our very eyes at this very day. So yes, and nothing would shock me if, if tomorrow that we go to the store and there's no more Bibles. And I tell you, uh, don't trust the one on your phone. I, I you know, I, I've been wanting to say this for a while now, but I like reading out of the Bible in the book, uh, in a book. I don't, I will read it off my cell phone uh, when, when needed, but but you don't never know. They might be able to start changing the wording and changing the meaning and changing things on on the computer, on the phone. So I like to have that hand written or not, you know, the written word in book form because I know that it's true and it's it's the original. And that's why it's good for us to memorize scripture because you need to have it in your heart and be pre prepared to give it out because you may not always have your Bible with you. If you are saved and bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, if you believe what Jesus did at the cross of Calvary, trust me, now's the time to be praying. Now's the time to be on your knees praying earnestly to God, reading, memorizing, listening to God like you never have before because believe me you will be hated and the persecutions will intensify and pick up it's not a matter of how or anything it's just of when it's you know it's it's just a, it's just a matter of time is what I'm trying to say it's just it's going to happen it's just a matter of time hey this is evangelist Stacy Gibson when he's got the whole world in his hands ministry I thank you for tuning in and hope to maybe we'll uh I want to please uh please pray for this ministry and I ask you to uh to also to uh to to share this episode with others and let people know that this podcast exists so we can reach uh, around the globe and, and reach the lost. And that's my earnest prayer. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for that lost person that may be listening, of course. want to pray for that backslider. They'll get back on fire. Always want to pray for that one that's, that, that's on the front line doing battle, that, you, that God, that you'll just strengthen them. You know, that, and that's what 
what I want to do. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, dear God, we, we love you again. I, I thank you, like I get, said at the beginning, for so many things, Father, dear God. I guess I am just have a, such a thankful heart tonight, Father, dear Lord, and I'm thankful for the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. I'm thankful tonight that that cross is empty. I'm thankful tonight that the tomb is empty, and I'm thankful tonight, Father, dear Lord, that you allowed me to, to hear the gospel truth. I'm glad that my blinders have been taken off my eyes and that I've accepted you as my personal Savior. And dear God, I'm calling out to those listening tonight. If they are lost, don't let Satan steal this from them. Don't let them get distracted. Don't let the phone ring. Don't let someone kid walk into the room and distract them or anything father dear lord i pray that before uh, this episode is over dear god that they're that maybe perhaps they're falling to their knees this very moment and calling out to you and as i said father i pray for those that have that used to be on fire for you father dear god but maybe they've just lost their way and you know it's so easy in today's world to be full of hatred and dislikes and they and, and you know there's so many things going on father dear god people are confused people don't know what the truth is they don't even a lot of us don't even know what's going on anymore father dear god because of the censorship but dear god as i've said many times i know that truth is you you are truth, Father, dear God. Truth is in your word, and it can be found if we'll just seek it out. And dear God, for those out there, dear God, that are for all the pastors out there, Father, dear Lord, for all the ministers, for all the evangelists, for all the podcasts that are out there, dear God, for all the radio stations, for every ministry that's out there, Father, I pray right now. In Jesus' name, Father, dear God, you'd help them to stand strong and stand firm, to keep pressing forward, to let their light shine, that other men may see their good works and glorify you, Father, in heaven. And dear God, I've had a, a death that happened to me this week, Father, dear God, and my family, that my cousin Beverly and I love her so much, and I'm going to miss her so much, but I'd like to pray for my Aunt Peggy Jordan right now father dear lord that you would strengthen her that you would help her father bring her the utmost comfort dear god i just pray that you'd wrap your loving arms around her right now for this great loss that she's experienced and dear god bring us bring her comfort and bring us all comfort to know father dear lord the whole family that we will see her again one day and I thank you in Jesus' name. Hey, thank you for tuning in tonight. See you next week. God bless.